Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and today I am joined by Ben and Kai, as always. How are you guys doing today? I've been alive, ready to talk about Mass Effect. Let's go. Were you, were you mouthing the intro pumped. as I was saying it? I always do. Yeah. I saw you, I saw you mouthing it, so I, instead of saying Kai and Ben, I said Ben and Kai to, to throw you off. Because I was like, I, know. I also don't, I'm not predictable. I don't mouth that part because I have to talk. It'd be weird if I <laughs> kept copying you. I do a little head bop every time you're like, we play through games. We play through games. Yeah, it's fun. It's our little jingle now. And it's like, you know, I, I got out like a couple episodes ago. I think it was either like early Mass Effect or a little bit before. I tried changing it up and doing different things. And I was like, you know, let's say, just. Consistency is key. You know? Consistency yeah. is key. Yeah, but I'm good. How are That's you, Jared? Good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm hyper recording some behind the scenes. We're recording much later in the day for like Kai and us. So we are peak awake time at this point. I'm still exhausted. Mm. <laughs> i always did wonder why you guys recorded so early i know you got shit to do in the day but like i can't imagine being up and recording at 7 a.m and like, we, hey we just talked about routine once you do it enough it's just I mean, like yeah. yeah i'm much more of a morning person than i i'm I go, much more I of a morning person like than a night person 9 30 so right that would be why i don't yeah, come alive till like 5 p.m if you th- if you listen to this show and you think Kai doesn't have energy at seven, record with him at like nine thirty or ten. He'll have <laughs> even less energy. I have no energy, regardless. <laughs> just just throughout the day. Although, get a little bit of alcoholic beverages in him. Maybe we'll do a play along. That after sounds dark. like I'm an alcoholic, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Kai come alive and just had you know four gin and tonics, <laughs> and he's fine. <laughs> Oh, hey, well, speaking of what is everybody drinking today? You guys drinking anything? Yes. Tea chat? I am drinking coffee. Brought to you by Any, anything special? Caffeine. Uh, it is a single origin Ethiopian washed coffee. Um, I can't, re- I, I think it might be Sight Glass, though I can't really remember the roaster. I did not buy it. I had Jordan buy it because I ran out of mm. coffee was at the store and i was like please i just remember last time we chatted you were you were hunting for good coffee and you're like this was fine so i didn't know if you had uh, found i recently found a, a good coffee which is uh i don't remember the name i'm really bad at this <laughs> I, in my defense wasn't prepared uh it's a company that rescues cats which is very on brand for oh, of course for- <laughs> and they sell bags of coffee that are associated with a specific cat and every bag of coffee uh, feeds them for a week uh, until they get adopted um and not only did that feel good but the coffee was delicious they did a great job well yeah. hey there you go you get one free cat with every bag of coffee that you yeah get. i don't know what the name is but if you're interested you can type in cat feeding coffee. specialty coffee and it'll probably come you know why don't i just do that someone else talk for a second and yeah i'm just drinking a spearmint tea in a hey, speaking of cats in my cat dad mug so hey there we go Speaking of, uh, we have a new child uh, who has joined the family. Uh, oh, Jared, yeah. Not an actual child, just fur babies. I got a new cat. I got a new he little got kitty. New cat. Yep. Named? Her name is, drumroll please. Why am I forgetting my cat's name? It's Jinx. <laughs> it's Jinx. It's Jinx. That's right. We just got her, okay? And I was on the spot, and I panicked. You were panicking, and your brain just shuts off. That's what just happened. Uh, okay. Her name's Jinx, and she's adorable. She's a little black cat. 
I just love it. I like I equate it to like a dad standing in front of a nursery at the hospital just after <laughs> his kid's been born trying to work out which one's his. Right. It's like uh I think it, that's one it's mine. League of Legends champion in my cat. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah. Sight. I mean things. <laughs> four or five months old now we don't know what we i just found her she was like a street cat we think she's mixed with either some Maine coon or like a himalayan because she's like she's black and she's small but she's like really poofy not as poofy as boomy boomy's like peak poof if you've seen her you know but yeah it's very exciting we're slowly like introducing them to each other because when kai got his new kitten and we brought it over uh boomy had a coronary and she freaked the fuck out so Mm. boomy has big only um, child syndrome yeah she's she's very big like queen sheba uh oh yeah Yeah. uh so the company is called kitty town coffee which i should have been able to remember it's a very basic name uh it's based out of lebanon pennsylvania uh but delicious coffee and you help support cats and you get a 10 percent off if you sign up for their newsletter so you know do you get a discount if you have cats no that's unfortunate what about if you adopt the cat that the bag is named after Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not drinking anything special. I'm drinking Ravina. That's my go-to soft drink. Yeah, but I you're not drinking. drinking. You had a I'm fun PlayStation back there. Our yeah, that was fun PlayStation. I know. I know you've explained Ribena before. Every time you say it, it sounds like something an old person has to drink. So it sounds like a, a laxative brand. <laughs> yeah, it does. What? <laughs> Look, man, we, we we are literally the fucking mecca for uh, stupid. Uh, pharmaceutical product in the united states everything is a pharmaceutical product so it's not our fault that ribena sounds like you know oh take one day active ribena (laughs) with your poop issues feeling blocked up feeling blocked up (laughs) ribena ribena will help you i haven't pooped in seven years and then i took some ribena now i can play with my grandkids that's every fucking commercial in the united states on fox (laughs) Listener, if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, they're really dragging this intro out. Uh, there's not a lot of Mass Effect in we this gotta, We got to compensate, A, because we recorded a, a podcast with 1H1D this morning in which it was only 30 minutes and that yeah. felt, felt wrong. Uh, and secondly, because <laughs> we don't have a lot to be able to talk about on this episode. So yeah. not only do we have to fill time to compensate, here we are. Brandon is shaking his head no. He's just he's ready to be done. No, I'm like, we don't have a lot to discuss, you know, like, this oh, okay. episode is basically going to be all side quest corner, um, yeah, and then just quest saying what, decision we, what decision we made with Anderson, and then that's basically it. Yeah. Actually, I think fucking content demon over here. I content get, goblin. I'm pitching it right now, live, all of you. What we can do is at this point, we're entering the end game. Uh, we can all, I mean, Jared, I know you played this game before, so you don't get to participate. Sorry. Uh, but we can sucks. all take our, <laughs> sorry. We can take our best guess to what we think the end of the game is going oh, to Oh, okay. No, I really like that. And, and what happens. Uh, and then, you know, I'm always fucking historically very wrong. Uh, <laughs> listen back to our hot takes uh, and future state guesses uh, of the games industry. And I was mostly wrong about <laughs> wrong. Most uh, so you know, yeah, I think that'll that'll also be yeah, a good thing. I like this. Just go over before we're entering the the end of that. I like that idea. Maybe we'll 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 book in the episode. We'll end the episode with like, what do we think is going to happen going forward? Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to hear side quest corner, 
and prediction corner. Hell yeah. We're giving you guys corner. all the corners today. So yes. stay tuned. But all right, before we do that, let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping. If you don't know. Oh my God. You haven't done housekeeping? Fuck <laughs> 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 13 minutes. <laughs> I, exactly. Uh, if this is your first episode, first go back and listen to like episode one of Mass Effect and then come up to here. I don't know why you're listening to episode like What are you doing Effect. here, you monster? Yeah, we go back and listen like to that. Behavior. But... Uh, play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then come together each week and break that game into sections and talk about that section specifically. We talk about the game in its entirety, and what we do is we dive deep into the narrative and story of whatever game we're playing. You are trying to avoid spoilers for whatever we're covering. Either go play the game first and then come back and listen to our show, or you can play the game along with us. If that sounds interesting to you, you can follow us on our social media, Play Along Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can go to playalongpod.com to see all of our content we have there. And if you like what you see, we have bonus content where you can subscribe and get, we do roundtable discussions. We have, I would say most, if not all of our episodes, we'll have guests, either friends of the show, other podcasters and everything. Uh, and then we have a D&D series where we play through a D&D campaign that has been handcrafted by Ben that is video game themed with us and a couple other friends. So if that sounds interesting, play alongpodcast.com and go check it out. <laughs> play play along pod. Hey, actually, go check out our website. Go to playalongpod.com. It's very impressive. I did absolutely nothing. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, that's a good looking website. Uh, it was all Ben and Jared who have set this up with the company Serial. Yeah, shout out. Okay, well, shout out to Serial and and James behind that company. They have been mm. super cool in not only helping us like build this website, but been very uh, intuitive into like pointing out things that we need and any kind of feedback. And they've been super helpful and like, oh, like what if we change this? And they're like, oh yeah. Don't worry, I'll change that for you. So they've been super cool. If you're wanting to build a website for your content, this is not sponsored, by the way, but check out Serial because they're super cool. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, James, like you said, James has been yeah. um, awesome. There's been times where I'm like, I'm trying to do this, but I don't know how to do it. And he's like, oh, that isn't a feature yet. Like, give me two days and I'll make that work. And he literally adds it into the site. And I'm like, dude, this yeah. is so cool. <laughs> this guy's yeah. awesome. And it's cool because it's, it's stuff that other people can use and like just, just little behind the scenes stuff that make organizing the website yeah. easier and and the difference is that this uh, aside from other kind of website builders and creators this one's specifically tailored to like podcasters and creators that's kind of their mm. shtick they do is they're 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 formatted and focused on creators specifically so again if you are looking for a website i highly recommend checking out serial because it's been a good time and check out our website yeah. because it's fun and we enjoyed working on it yes Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to dive into this very short section that we're going to try and to stretch as long as we possibly can on Mass Effect. See you there. In the last episode, 
we wrapped up uh, chapter five of Mass Effect, which was Vermeyer heading there, taking out Sarah's base of Saren's base of operations and <laughs> and uh, finding a little more lore about this, learning that the ship that Saren has been flying is actually not a Reaper ship, but a legitimate Reaper. They are this technological ship race of creatures that are here and they've been here and now from interacting with a beacon that was on Vermeer, we learned from mind melding with um liara again that the last that we, we need to head to ilos to find the conduit i called it ilios in the last episode but it's ilos you know why that's that's a map on overwatch I, ilios mm-hmm Ah, it was a little, a little Freudian slip there. That's why I was thinking of a... <laughs> you wanted to fuck the map on Overwatch? <laughs> Is that what Freudian slip means? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freudian slips when you like, you say something about a family member. That's like... <laughs> I mean, I, I can't confirm or deny. That's a great map. God damn, so, I mean, girl. I'm dip my that's a great that map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So when we go to interact with the galaxy map and try to head to Ilos, we get a communication from Joker saying that we've gotten a message from the council and that we need to return to the Citadel as soon as possible. And we're like, cool. They, from what the message said, from what I remember, they're like, oh, yeah, the council said they're like behind it. They're going to like get a whole fleet to go take on uh, to go to Ilos. And we're like, sweet. Yeah, we, the, the Normandy wants to be the lead of that sh- fleet. That's a uh, big old fucking red flag, though, bro. Yeah, I would have just met Yola Ilos. Like, <laughs> yeah, the council has not been on board with us this entire time. So, no. to hear that they're like, "Yeah, come on," I was like, mm, "Maybe not." This also makes no sense. It's like that was my phone vibrating. I apologize. It's <laughs> like, um, it makes no sense. It's like if you was to meet your mate at a certain place, and your mate was like, "Yeah, just drive to my house first, and then we'll drive to the place together." It makes no sense. You'd just be like, no. I'm I mean, it depends there. on where the place is. If it's on the way and we're just going to carpool, that sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're carpooling, yeah. Why, why are you going to fuck with my metaphor? <laughs> why are you going <laughs> to. I'm sorry, man. I'm just deconstructing your metaphor. I'm like, um, actually, depending on the route. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, in, in the defense of Ben's metaphor, which I will not defend really. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's like just just go to Ilos, like if mm-hmm. that's where the new relay is. Like I get that the council wants to check in with us, mm-hmm. but it's like you know everything in this game up to this point has been like you got to handle it on your own, Shepard. You're the you're the spectrum for this man. There's there's no way that we can you know. And also we know that Ilos is like clearly a place where the fucking citadel council is not going to be allowed so it's like they're not going to be like yeah let us send a bunch of ships to ilos yeah we can Mm. literally fuck up the entire universe like no it's just going to be you anyway i will say it's out of out of character for like the council clearly like this thing but the idea of like going and gathering a fleet to then go take on this big threat like this is supposed to be the big end game that makes sense to me i think to me i was like what i was trying to say is that like it seemed it seemed like there was an ulterior motive like from the get-go because my last conversation mm. with the council they were like oh we can't suggest that you go to elos but you know you have the power to do what you want to do because you are a specter and then all of a sudden they were like scratch that make sure you come back to the citadel first mm-hmm. so that was kind of like 
obvious that something was right. uh, something was afoot. And lo and behold, something is afoot. Yeah, but we learn when we get there. We go talk to the council. The ambassador uh, Udina is also there, and they don't believe any of this. They don't believe the Reapers are real. They don't believe any of this. They think that Saren is a threat. He's trying to take on the the council and everything, trying to destroy the um the what's the fucking thing that we're on the um the citadel. citadel citadel thank you I'm trying to destroy <clears throat> the citadel so they put the whole citadel into lockdown and they officially ground us and the normandy and stop us from going to island which kind of makes sense right because when you think about it basically what we're saying is hey i saw some shit in a vision yeah and now the bad guy has confirmed my vision was true but i've got no proof to show you my vision was true Mm-hmm. So the council were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure, Finn okay. Shepard. Well, like, also, he met Saren and is is a specter, so he should be like, hey, Saren told me this shit, and then they're like... Yeah, I think it's because oh. we're a human specter, that's why. They're yeah, like, that's this exactly, human specter yeah. doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Everybody loves a bit of xenophobia in Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, everyone fucking speaks English, so, you know, keep <laughs> doing something right, all right? That's, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're officially grounded. Cannot leave the Citadel. Cannot do anything at this You're point. Grounded. You're grounded. Uh, it does say that if you have any uh, romance path that you had been following, you'll get an additional cutscene here where you're in the Normandy and uh, Shepard is like up against the, the lockers, just kind of like, well, like, that's it. Like, we can't do anything. We're stuck kind of situation. And then love did interest, which, it? yeah, I did. Yeah, he which did. is Liara comes in and pretty much like tries to convince uh, Shepard not to like give up. Like this is a point where Shepard's almost like, what are we supposed to do now? Like Udina's turned on us, the council's turned on us and, and Liara's like, we can figure out something. And, and Shepard's like, I think I have, I have a plan. Or I think I have something that I could do. So you get this little shortcut scene as well with said love interest. Oh, music interesting. Mine was a wee bit different oh. to, to yours. Mine was like... Um, Mine was with Caden. Mm-hmm. I have not managed to romance Liara, so I have gone with my uh, backup default. safety net. <laughs> <laughs> um, what everyone and... wants to be. We all dream of being the backup. It's <laughs> <laughs> thing, like Shepard falls on the floor, and um, basically Caden's like, you know, you, you can't give up. You know, I look up to you so much. You're mm-hmm. such a strong individual, blah, 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 blah. And I was like are you flirting with me and he was like no i'm not i'm not flirting with you and you know i'm not trying to overstep a line i'm just trying to say that you know you fit uh what what that pussy do and uh shepherd is basically like oh okay i can get on board with this and she stands up and they go to kiss and then joker comes over the intercom and is like uh mm. captain like i don't mean to interrupt and I was like, there was an option. I was like, are you fucking spying on me, Joker? He's like, no, I just, you, you told me to message if the council, like, want to get a hold of you. Right. That, that same um, thing happened for me, too. So, yeah. Where they, like, I get got- very close and, like, they close their eyes to kiss and you're like, oh, it's going to happen. And then Joker's like, Jeopard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So, I'm going to also not- be honest. Keep it in your pants. Fucking world is ending. We're on a timeline what, here. What better time to keep it out mm. of your pants horny ass motherfuckers that's all <laughs> that's a lot yeah it's like that was kind of like a kick in the balls because it was like not only was i having to rely on my backup like i also got <laughs> cock blocked with my backup which was just like 
It's not what you want. Very it's never, never what you want. Uh, but Joker is telling us that we that Camp, Captain Anderson has contacted him and told us to meet him in the Flux, which is the like the little bar that's on the Citadel. So it's such a random place for the captain to like. I, it's perfect because no one's going to suspect that Captain Anderson would be in a fucking nightclub in the wards of the Citadel. But it's also so out of place for him. I, I would love it so much better if he was in like Cora's Den where there's like the Asari strippers and he's just like sitting there like throwing galaxy bills at him. He's like, oh, Shepard, come on. I got to talk to you. Shepard. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah, but this is, this is our chance to... So we can go and talk to him and ultimately say you're not ready to leave but at this point you have free reign to the citadel you can do side quests that you had done there is two new side quests that open up at this point which is called our own worst enemy which has to deal with some uh a character named hold on i had his name here uh a character named do uh charles saracino and he's charles kind of a, entertainment cheese <laughs> yes, he's kind I of a politician yeah, he's he's kind of a politician trying to get you on his side of politics. And there's another one called the Negotiator's Request, which is you're getting drugs for this individual. Uh, did you do? Sorry, not to to interrupt. There is one side that happens when you right on when you get off the Normandy, which is talking to the news lady. Did you guys do yep. that? Yeah, I did. So do that. I did. I did the news lady. I did the guy who wanted the drugs. Mm. I did the politician. Mm. I completed that side quest with the floating jelly dude and the Citadel guard. Oh, nice. You got him his, like, his permit to... So uh... I didn't get him a permit. Oh. Because I don't know. It may be because when I came back, I had so much Paragon. But it mm. gave me a Paragon option. Just to, to convince the like, Turian guard. Convince the Turian guard. I was like, he's not breaking any law. And in the end, the guard's just like, all right, fuck it. Like, someone else can oh, arrest him. And I'm like, so. Hell yeah. Um... So I finished that, so I didn't really do that. So I did yeah. those three, and then I also did one where you basically are somebody's like, oh, my business partner's trying to kill me. I don't know if you guys did mm. that. It involves you going to the markets. No. I didn't do that. The one that I did that had the most involvement was talking to uh, Rita in Flux, and she's talking about her sister that works in CSEC, and I, that's the one that had like a little bit more involvement than some of the other side quests. Okay, I didn't do that one. Yeah. Okay, um, so look, how do you want to go about this? Uh, we can have you start with like your side quests and kind of go down. And if any of them enter to connect with Subide at all, also comment mm -hmm. on that. Uh, but one thing I want to say before we we start is that you know when you go in the elevators on the Citadel, and there's always like the news that's playing on there. Uh, right when I got the elevator to go up into the like Seasec Academy area, there was news that the Pharaoh's colony has shut down. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, interesting. Oops, sorry Big guys. That's what happens when you murder them. My news was like the Ferros colony is now thriving after no, the Geth well. were pushed back um, and is basically now bouncing back now that the Geth have been shut down. Yeah, sorry, Ferros. I'm really curious to see if it has any kind of larger involvement. Uh, this decision specifically going into the other ones with Ferros not being a colony, essentially. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Ben, we'll start with some of the side quests that you kind of got up to and, and I'll comment on them okay. as accordingly. Uh, so I'll start with what was probably the least fun one, which was um, Emily Wong. She's the news reporter. She's yeah. kind of chilling um, in the Citadel area, the sort of general area. And basically she's like, hey, 
because I helped her previously. She was like, thank you for your work previously, like helping me sort of uncover the shit that was happening. My publishers want me to do more stories. I'm actually looking into uh, the people in the, like, was it Traffic Center? Something like that. Basically, some, so. some, some workers in the Citadel are being, like, fucking worked to the bone and, like, grueling hours and everything. And she's like, I want you to plant this bug somewhere in the room so that I can hear the conversation, basically get what I need and break, whistleblow the story. Mm. Um, and that was really uninteresting because you just run up to this place and yeah. there's an area you can interact with called inconspicuous location. And you just plant the bug at the inconspicuous location and go back to Emily. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm already getting data. Like, thank you very much. And then she gives you like 35,000 credits. This is Emily Wong that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was very uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Um I I actually kind of liked the um the one uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. The one with the politician. I wasn't a big fan yeah. of that one. That was kind of like me. Um, well, it was but it was interesting too. Like it was just it like It was interesting in terms of like world building. Yeah. Um, because basically there's a guy, he's like, Hey, I'm with this political party. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm running um for some sort of seat, you know, your commander Shepherd, can I can I get your sort of blessing and get a public statement to say that you support us? And basically they're like a fucking xenophobic organization who don't want aliens on the citadel and are trying to make yeah. it a human only citadel. Which is Which is hilarious because we were like the last one to come to the Citadel. Right. Like, exactly. You know, there's there's all exactly. We're we're the worst. And I was like, say we're like we are the last fucking race to be invited here. Yeah. You know, all of the other races are like humans are fucking awful. They always come and colonize our lands and get rid of us. And then this fucking chum is like, yeah, I want everyone else off the citadel. He also just, prefaces like specifically in like war and military side. Like they don't want the any aliens in like the military side of the hmm. citadel. And it's like, bro, you are not winning this fight. Also, I really don't agree with you. Yeah, yeah I I was like. I can't remember what I said exactly, but I was basically like, I really don't agree with you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, if I could just get a statement. And I was like, I don't think it's good for like a, an acting officer to comment on politics. And he was like, oh, I understand. Like, thank you very much. Oh, I straight up was like, I don't believe you. And I'm not going to uh, say anything uh, that aligns with what you say. And he was like, I mean, I respect your opinion, but, you know, no <laughs> but aliens. You're wrong. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> And if you um, listen, they're like chanting and protesting yeah, in I was like that say, little section like, too. Yeah, they'll like make comments about like no aliens and shit like that. So on Literius floating citadel full of aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Don't focus yeah. on that. Racists are um surprisingly brave when it comes to that kind of shit. Um, surprisingly. The the one that I did that was kind of began was the the first of the interesting ones was the one around um, that guy and him wanting to get drugs. So basically, uh, Elias Keeler is his name. There you go. Thank you. So did you say Elias? Elias. Yeah. So Elias is like, I can't remember what he works as, but he does some like fast paced job. And basically, mm-hmm. it's so fast paced that the Citadel prescribe these people a monthly amount of drugs that is essentially Adderall that allows them to like focus and do do the job they need to do. Mm. Surprise, surprise to nobody. Uh, this guy is showing very clear symptoms of being hooked on this chemical and 
he's like, you know, I want the chemical. And you're like, well, it's prescribed. And he's like, no, 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 I've had my mom's prescription. Can you just go and like get some for me, basically? Um, Shit, man. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, I need it. And I was like, fucking, I was like, listen to yourself. Like, listen to what you're saying. You're very clearly addicted to this chemical. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not addicted to this chemical. I just, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone's addicted. A, a satiant argument from an addict. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you, I can't remember exactly what you say, but it, it's kind of firm but gentle at the same time. And you're basically like, look, you have a problem. Everything you're mm-hmm. saying is showing you're addicted to this chemical. It clearly can't be good for you. You need to go and get some help. And he was. Did like, you convince him? Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's like, I I need to go and get some help. Like, thank you for not getting the drugs for me. Yeah. Uh, I told him, I was like, your little drug addiction is the least of my problems right now. I just turned him down and the quest is gone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what not a my problem, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the world is ending and I have a sorry's to charm, I've okay? Got, I say, I've got blue people to fuck. I've not got time to find you drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Kai, did you do either of them too, like the protest or the drug uh, mission? I literally only did the the news person. That is all I did. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, oh, so she was immediately outside of the norm. The one that you were thrusted upon as soon as you yeah, get like, oh, that, a side quest. What are you doing here? Got what I signed up for. I also found um. We was I it was very early on in Mass Effect. I was talking about there was a guy that was like, "Oh my God, Commander Shepard!" and he was like a fan. Oh yeah, Commander yeah. Shepard. Yeah. So um, he's in the market area, which is where one of the other quests I did was, and he's like, "Oh my God, Commander Shepard!" Like, uh, and you go up to him and he's like, "Oh, like I I've heard on the on the news about what you did uh, with Emily Wong and like all this stuff mm-hmm. that you're doing. Like, it's absolutely amazing." Um, and you're like, oh, thank you, okay. And he's like, can I get a picture? And I was like, no, you can't get a picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, purely because I was thinking, like, it's bad enough that Commander Shepard is like a known name. Like, the last thing I need is a face attached to that name, so that anybody can just—it'd be like trying to take a picture with James Bond. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just—it's yeah. not—it's <laughs> not something that seems like it's what should be done. Yeah. Um, so I was like, no, you can't. Um, and he got really like pissed off. Um, and then I picked an option and it just escalated. It just fucking escalated. Like I picked an option and Shepard like grabs him. She like puts her forearm against his chest and like pushes oh. him against the wall and was basically like, look, listen, there's bigger shit happening in the fucking universe. Like I haven't got time for your shit. Like leave me alone. And then he was like, oh, I'm only trying to help humanity. Like, I'll show you. I'll show you I can help humanity. And then, like, ran off. Becomes the villain in, in Mass Effect 2. Yeah, that's not yeah. great. Big, uh, what's the, the guy from Incredibles? Uh, the oh. Syndrome? Syndrome. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. Buddy, but yeah. Yeah, Buddy is his name. What is his villain? Was it? That's yeah, big, yeah. big Buddy vibes. Big Buddy vibes. Um, so that was that. And then... The most interesting and the last one I did was um, this one with the data, which I know that you didn't do, mm, yeah. uh, Jared. So that one, basically, you're... I can't remember where you are. I think you're in, like, the upper markets area. And they're called Volus. They're, like, these little... Um, 
They look like the fucking miner from the end of The Incredibles, funny enough. Like, they're like <laughs> these little mole-looking people that yeah, are like yeah, four yeah. foot tall and like really sort of bulky. Um, and basically, he's like, I'm trying to tell C6 security, like, nobody is listening to me. Like, my business partner is trying to kill me. He's asked me to go and meet him in the lower markets, but I'm scared. Like, can you go and meet him for me? So I was like, all right, fine. Okay, I'll go meet him for you. Um, he gives no context as to why he wants to kill him either. Mm. So you go there, and it turns out it's um, a Salarian. And basically, he points a gun at you, and he's like, don't come any fucking closer. He's like, give me the data. And you're like, what the fuck are you on about? What data? What? And he's like, don't, like, don't lie to me. Just give me the data. Um, and so I was like, I have no clue what you're on about. And he was like, okay, well, then you die. So a firefight <laughs> ensues. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. So I, I murdered him and his friends. Um, <laughs> as, one, as one does. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, like, basically, just as he's about to die, a cutscene happens and he's like, okay, like, stop, stop. Like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. This isn't worth dying for. And you find out that basically, the guy who hired us, mm-hmm. him and this Solarian were scanning the keepers of the Citadel, mm. who are those like uh, creatures that are always typing on the terminals. Yeah. Mm. Um, and you're asked not to interact with them. And he was like, we've been scanning them. We've worked out like they're older than the Citadel. Like if we can get more information on them, we can find out where the Citadel comes from and why it was made. And basically this guy lied to us and sent us to meet his business partner so that we would kill his business partner so he could keep the data that they joint got like they jointly researched so I told oh, this so he was the one trying to mm, i told this hilarious and i was like look your research is over like leave it just go so he goes we go back to this volarous guy um and we're basically he's like oh my god like what happened and we're like what do you mean what happened like you tried to send us to your fucking death like um and we basically called him out on it and he was like ah, i just really want to do this research like it means so much to learn about the citadel and blah 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 and i was like just do it legally you know don't mm. don't be doing it behind citadel security's back and interacting with these creatures you're not meant to interact with and so that was pretty much the end of that wow None interesting of the side missions i did were really like no, same. Um, Mine were never like super involved or anything crazy. But no, no, they're we fine. never like sort of picked to the world or anything like that. Yeah. But... Well, you actually got into like firefight situations, which I didn't do any of that during. Uh... Well, I say say firefights, man. Like it, it wasn't a firefight. So I went to. Um, there's a merchant in CSEC mm-hmm. who gives you Spectre grade weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went and bought a new assault rifle from him. That does like 344, uh, 394 damage, has like 91 accuracy, mm-hmm. um, and just takes like 12 seconds to overheat. So I can just fucking shoot continuously Jesus. for like 12 seconds because I put some stuff on it to like reduce the amount of heat absorption that happens in that. Um, so these guys started shooting us, and I had Rex and Garrus with me. Mm-hmm. who also have like super fucking tanked up armor and weapons and that um so the fight lasted like three seconds <laughs> it's like <laughs> one shot dead that's it 
Yeah. Um, but that was my um, that was my side quest corner. Just little bits here and there. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I did a couple of those. One of them that I did that wasn't as influential as some of the rest is I forget where it is. It's I think it's right outside of Flux. I don't remember, but there's a guy standing there and I've been just like clicking on characters as I walk through to see if there's any kind of interactivity that I can do. And I click on this character and he's like, hey, Shepard, you remember me? And we're like, no, who? I have no idea who you are. And he's like, I'm Fitch. You don't remember me? I'm like, no, I don't know. Who the fuck are you, Finch? And he's like, we used to run together in the 10th Street Reds gang. And, he, and she's like, I, I don't like, I don't care. Like my past is behind me. I'm not ashamed of anything. And I was like, oh, oh we were in a gang before apparently. Cause she completely agreed to it. She's cause he's like threatening us essentially. He's like, oh, the, the press would be interested to know that you were part of this gang. And I, one of my responses was like, I'm not ashamed of my past, I'm not ashamed of anything. And so what he's trying to do is essentially one of the people in their gang was captured by this group of Turians for doing some kind of illegal activity or whatever. And he wants us to set them free. And I was a very aggressive to him. Like, you don't fucking tell me what to do. If I'm going to help someone, I'm going to help someone or whatever. And he's like, just know that you don't want us as your enemy. So I went to Cora's den, which is where the, like the Turian was. Like you're not an issue at all, right? I, I was like, you're not. Like, yes, you I was like, you're not a problem, right? dude. I fought. I have reapers to fight, giant spaceships. So this little man's gang is nothing. But I went to Cora's Den anyways, and I talked to the Turian, and then I didn't want to like have a crazy ex- escalated interaction. But there was a Paragon option that says like convince the guy to let him go, and I was like, yeah, he's. I, I think she said something like he's important in our like overall research and trying to help the galaxy or some bullshit. And the Turian's like, oh, okay, we'll let him go then. And then we let him go. And I got a plus five renegade for that. And I was like, I guess letting a, <laughs> a criminal go was not the, the best option. But, but I, I have no idea what comes out of that, if if anything. But it interesting from a lore perspective, just that my shepherd at least ran with like this gang that was part of the citadel so i don't know where that came what, from or what the context what is of that did you pick um because oh, mine was uh, mine was warm, former right? gang member background <laughs> <laughs> former part of the 10th street red gangs uh i don't remember i don't think i did war hero but it was something along something similar to that where it was either like mm. maybe i did soul survivor i don't remember it's just so baffling because it's like you know, this person is single-handedly saving the galaxy with their crew and their ship. Yeah. I, I don't think the fact that they were previously in a gang 15 years ago matters. <laughs> also, on that guy, like, again, we're our Spectre. Your gang threat is not my problem, dude. Also, I also bought weapons and stuff from that guy in the Citadel. You would not have been a problem to me at all. Uh, like, I, I could put a cap in your head, and literally yeah. nobody would do anything. No one would know. No one would care. Actually, they'd probably be like, "Wow, oh, you got rid of that gang. Good job." Good but job. I also bought this really cool, like black and red armor for um for my shepherd to add that um that shop, and it was the highest armor that I had seen. So, which was it was very. It's the guy that has like the really expensive armor and weapons. Mm-hmm. So I used most of my funds to do that and then i had a ton of extra weapons and armor upgrades and stuff that were really low so i just sold a shit ton of things and i got i bought the sniper and i bought the pistol from him because those are the two weapons that i've been using consistently uh the other thing i did what 
I was going to say, I don't find any good um, armor for my ship. <clears throat> my ship I can I had, only wear I light a armor. I, mine might All be the, medium armor, but it the, looks really cool. I really like it. My It looks shit, but the shields are really good because I put mm-hmm. like... um. It's got two mod slots on it, and one of the mod slots gives me like 120 shields extra. Mm-hmm. So my shield bar is like a semicircle now. <laughs> the problem with trying to look up this armor yeah. <laughs> is that, yeah, is that uh, I don't know what it's called, so I just typed in Mass Effect red and black armor, but the default like armor on the front of the box is that N7 red and black armor. It's not that one, but I was like, well, yeah. Let's say I'm not going to find this, but it, it's cool. And it's been, oh, actually, here we go. I found it. I'll send it. That was really easy. <laughs> Scratch that. Man, <laughs> if only you hadn't talked to like five seconds before finding it. <laughs> well, it all looked the same. It was buried in Google Images. It's right here. Uh, the other thing I did was in Flux, if you go up the stairs in that like little nightclub, there is a little gambling area where you can play a little game called Quasar. And Quasar is essentially like, 21 where you're trying to get as close it's just trying to get as close to 20 as possible so you'll start and it'll roll a random number and it'll be like five and you can press x to roll between four and seven or you can press y to roll between one and eight and you're trying to get as close to 20 as possible so mm. and you can like get credits from that and everything so i did that a couple times and it was, like it was fun. combined with roulette yeah uh, and what's okay. interesting about that is after you play that and leave and then go back into Flux, because I did all my side quests and then I was going to Flux to talk to Anderson, there is a cutscene where these two guards are throwing out the Solarian. They like hit him in the back of the head of the gun and they toss him down the stairs. Just- and he just gets up and kind of like brushes off his shirt and we're like, are you, are you okay? Like, why'd you get thrown out? And essentially what he was doing is he was trying to develop uh, software to kind of guess and manipulate the numbers to like get the highest number possible. So you're like, well, you were cheating. And he's like, no, I was, I was gathering information. He's like, I wasn't going to use it. I was going to develop the software and then sell it to other people. And I was like, that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted us, it was another side quest that I, I just turned down, but he wanted us to go and play a couple rounds of Quasar to get uh, data for him to develop the software. And I was like, no, nah, dude, I, for one, I already played Quasar and it's, I, I didn't want to do more of it. And two, I didn't want to aid in this uh, Solarian's illicit activity. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. The last one I did was um, I, in Flux, there's a bartender. Her name is Rita. And she comes up and talks to you that she's scared because her sister Jenna works with CSEC. But they've been using her as kind of undercover agent in these very dangerous situations. And she's like, look, I'm scared for my sister. I've been trying to tell her not to work for CSEC or trying to find a safer way of doing that. Is there any way you can go and convince her not to, uh, you know, to back out from the situation? I was like, you know, sure. Why not? So she the sister Jenna works at a bar over in Cora's Den. So I walked over there, talked to her at Cora's Den. And she just like pushed me off she didn't say anything i was like i'm here to help you i know that you're in a dangerous situation and she denied all of that and then it just ended and i was like okay that's weird but as i was leaving cora's den i bumped into a turian and he's like hey if you want information on jenna meet me in csa academy very shady guy 
Uh, and I was like, uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, that guy's name was Chellick. He was a Turian. So I wouldn't talk to him. And I guess he's like some of the head of CSEC Academy. And he was saying that, you know, you almost exposed her. Like she's in a dangerous situation. You almost blew her cover. So I convinced him to pull her out of that situation, and put me in there. Essentially, they were trying to bust these guys that were illegally transporting weapons. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll go deliver. Oops. What became stripper shepherd? <laughs> I became. No, I was a bartender. Oh, okay. But stripper shepherd <laughs> would have been much better. I thought he was working the pole. He's a male shepherd. <laughs> I'm fem shep. No, but I'm saying it'd be even. Better oh, it would be funny shepherd. if you were a male shepherd. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've seen like pictures of male shepherd, and he's just very like stoic. Just seem like dancing on a pole, which is like a very straight face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> just magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> magic Mike if there's just no emotions and everyone was straight so faced the entire time. You're now a bartender in uh, Chorus Den. Yeah, bartender in Chorus Den. And essentially it's just meeting with these group of individuals, giving them the money for the funds and taking the illegal weapons because they needed that. A CSEC Academy needed that as evidence to convict these individuals. So that was the entirety of that mission. I was able to convince the Turian guy to pull Jenna, the girl's sister, out of that situation. And I was like, I'll go in and I'll deliver the funds to these dangerous people. So that was the most involved side mission that I had done. That's but cool. I still didn't like, like a like a honeypot sting operation. Like Yeah. So I was like, this is kind of cool. Um yeah, that was all of my side missions as well. There okay. a lot. I no. tried. I tried. I was gasp, gasping. I was grasping for straws trying to figure out some side quest to do in this section. They're kind of here and there, but most of them, again, most of them are to do with like the politics around. Um... Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at the picture of the armor you sent in. Yeah, that was the um, armor I got. It's cool. Looks like heavy armor, though. Yeah, that fucking, I think it's like that... medium. That right ship, the Mao ship, looks really like chunky. Just, he looks, looks like he's got he a looks big thick. <laughs> he's a big boy. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the side quests at this point are just kind of um, like flavor plot for what's happening around the Citadel and the kind yeah. of the, yeah. the different sections and like the seedy underbelly. And- yeah, it, it didn't give any like big insight into this overall plot. But it was cool to see these little side stories happening within the Citadel. And it gave a little more, mm. you know, a little more life into the world of the Citadel. Like you said, kind of like, it seems that there's a very present, like, underbelly of this with a lot of illicit between the drugs and between gangs yeah, and that really illegal drugs. Me. I wouldn't have expected, um, you know, gang turf wars and drugs and you know illegal yeah. gambling rings and stuff on the citadel it kind of seems like it's like it's like oasis like, almost yeah yeah interesting um okay so so anderson uh anderson yes. asks us to meet him in flux mm-hmm. and basically you go up to him and he's like just chilling at a table and he he essentially says to you like you know i knew that captain uh that ambassador udin was gonna double cross you like mm. couldn't say anything he's like but i'm he doesn't say it this way but basically what he says is he's willing to risk his military career 
and yes. risk capital punishment to help us get the Normandy off yeah. the ground so we can go to Ilos and we can stop yeah. Saren because that's he, the bigger threat. Yeah, he understands the the situation that's happening with the Reapers as being an important one and a serious one, and he's willing to... And again, if it ends up being accurate that this is what's happening, I guarantee if there's any kind of you know threat to the commander or anything that they would have been like, okay, you were just looking out for the, the, the world and the galaxy as we know yeah. it. So. But basically um, what he's doing does amount to like treason. So it's quite, yeah. uh, it's quite a serious thing that he's doing. Yeah. Um, so he presents you with two options. Mm. He says to you either Captain Anderson can sneak into the ambassador's office um, deal with the ambassador should the ambassador happen to be there and then like get the Normandy off the ground by overriding the ambassador's access or right. he can sneak into the CSEC security section mm. and basically you know try and persuade the people there to let him through so that he can get the Normandy off the ground that way yeah. and you're given the choice of picking or secret option C which is letting him pick, which is what yes. I did. <laughs> which is what I did as well. Can you do that, Kai? Uh, I just let him decide. Yeah, yes. so we all let him, let him decide. In my playthrough, he decided to go to the counselor's um, office and try to yeah. handle that situation. Yeah. He's like, this is personal. I need yeah, to <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he made it personal. Because um, I was I, just like... I don't know. If I was, I'm assuming there's no difference, regardless of what he does. No, either way, you get off the ground. Um, Other than fucking laying out of Dina or Dina, whatever his name yeah, is, he, in he his office. Walks in, he walks into Ambassador Udine's office, and Udine's like, "What are you doing here? Like, I didn't summon you." And fucking Anderson says nothing, and just, just a up. swift right hook and knocks him out. Man. <laughs> He's like standing up and Captain like the ambassador's sitting down and he just uses like all his body weight to haymaker the ambassador. Yep. Knocks him straight um, up. And then we get uh the everything gets declamped off the Normandy and Shepard's like, Joker, get us out of here now mm -hmm. and we fly away from the citadel. And I stopped here, you like the it ends standing in front yeah. of the galaxy map. You can now go mm -hmm. to Ilos. Um, and basically, from what I understand and from looking at the walkthrough, we now once again have full reign of where we go. We just cannot return to the Citadel because we're now a wanted fugitive. Yeah, correct. To, to the Citadel and to the council, we just uh, we just did mutiny. We are a fugitive at this point. We are a fugitive to the council and everybody that's there. So. Especially because we're going to take their like trillion dollar ship into yeah. territory it's not meant to be in and cause a potential universal wide war um, yep. for what are essentially visions and the equivalent of that dude from the Power Rangers like just in the fucking you know the face? What's his name? What? Oh, Zordon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, wow. So yeah, so that that's that. Um, I, I didn't want to decide for Anderson because I was yeah. like, you know, this could end up with him being like sentenced to death, basically. So I was like, you make your decision. This is your mm. life. Yeah, I, I, I had the same kind of idea when I was presented with that third option. I was like, I'm going to let him decide and see what he wants to do. And clearly he was mm. like, 
from all three of our playthroughs, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fucking knock oh, yeah. dude out. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment yeah. my whole Definitely. life. Uh, yeah, and that's that's where we're gonna end this section of Mass Effect. And I think instead of going through like how we're feeling about this section, because again, it was just all side quests, we'll do what Kai was saying, where I'm curious of how you guys predict this ending of the game is going to do, going to play out, and then I can see if you're how accurate you are. So, Guy, you want to give us your uh, your theories? Put on your tinfoil hats here. Sure. Uh, I assume that we go to Ilos. Ilos, that's the one. Uh, and we go through the new relay and end up where we need to be. Though, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. What's supposed to happen? I mean, we kill Saren. That's a given. Okay. Or, I don't know. Maybe Saren helps. <laughs> And there's a lot of there's a lot. Unfortunately, there's a lot of different ways this could go. I mean, I'm assuming everything works out in the sense that there's sequels to this game. So it's not like the universe gets destroyed by the fucking Reapers. Um, But we have to find a way to circumvent the mind control that the Reapers can have. And there was something said, I think, in the last section when talking to Saren is it's like the more control the Reapers exert. On one the weaker end, they become. The weaker they become. Um, and so I'm assuming that as they continue to try to exert control, there's some form of, uh, you know, sneaky, sneaky uh, workaround that we can, uh, you know, leverage to save the galaxy, in a sense. Um, I don't know. There's like a million ways this could end. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it very much just sets the game up to be like, Oh, you're doing all these things, and then there's a boss. It's not like you're like discovering necessarily the we. I mean, we mm-hmm. literally just discovered that the Reapers are really the main villain of yeah. being like weird ships. Um, given that this game, what does this game come out in? Like what? Two thousand seven. Yeah. Okay. My pitch: there's going to be like a computer virus that they enter into the ships to like bring them <laughs> down. Two thousand seven. And then okay, it's just gonna okay. be a guy in a trench coat and really tiny glasses. It's like this guy's good. Like I'm in your back walls, and then it's just like all those crazy. words that you, like those buzzwords in those early <laughs> yeah. movies. I'm just like yeah, I broke exactly. through the Reaper's firewall. Yeah, the firewall's down. Uh, something like that, or uh, you know, Shepard's just gonna keep getting fucking you know mind fucked by whatever weird alien mm-hmm. stuff is out there, uh, and then have some grand realization about how to how to destroy and stop the reapers um but yeah Put your money where your mouth is definitive answer god no. i just want to hem it on and be right <laughs> i'm wrong so frequently that's uh, what you're gonna lose then <laughs> I, I, my pride that's what i have to lose um, <laughs> yes i'm gonna go with that Saren flips at the last moment uh okay. onto our side Mm-hmm. And helps us destroy the Reapers by leveraging some backend code uh, because they are machines, as was pointed out by Shepard and by the ship to Shepard. Um, in, in some way, they, they manipulate the, uh, the core of the Reaper ships to destroy themselves, uh, thus saving the galaxy. But Saren dies in the process. Uh, you're laughing because you know. 
<laughs> no, no, not- no. I, I was laughing because the whole time you're talking about like hacking, I was like, they just disabled like the Reaper's like Norton uh, subscription yeah, and yeah. then download a bunch of like emulators. And it's like, oh, no. Malware. It's just, it's, just, yeah, it's 2007. So let's be honest. It's they're using LimeWire. That's true. They're using LimeWire, <laughs> downloading illegal music. Uh, yes. And then, you know, Saren dies. The universe is saved. We become a specter through the principle that we saved the universe. And then humanity mm. looked at is like, wow, you guys really aren't looking helpless. Uh, you really <laughs> you can be part of the, you know, part of the, the system or whatever, the Citadel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously something has to happen to tee off the next game. So I'm going to go with some form of credits end scene or uh, fucking, you know, something. Pre-MCU, MCU. Yeah, equivalent of like a reaper like shooting its hand out of the ground is at the end where it's like oh we thought it was dead um or you know some other alien species that's just like it's like a like a code that comes in it's like shepherd we have a we have a fucking thing from the andromeda galaxy and then and then it's like we better go check it out and then they just and then credit this girl is <laughs> just ACDC playing in the background as the credits roll. Just thunderstruck. <laughs> and that's that's my guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. My, my guess is not dissimilar from Kai's. Um, I'm using my knowledge of Bioware games, mm. of the sort of shared Bioware universe and how like ME carries on all the way through. Um, I I do think Saren turns heel. Mm-hmm. I think that Saren comes to the realization that the sovereign is not going to let him live, and if the sovereign does let him live, he's just going to become the angel of death and do all of the sovereign's bidding, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want that. So he turns heel. Well, I guess he is heel. So he turns babyface, and say like basically helps us and i don't think there's hacking involved i think that see i don't fully understand the reapers at the moment because it's like Mm. are they a ship or are they a creature is it a giant creature that floats through space that people board or is it a ship that's biomechanic and is sentient but either way i think something that i don't think there's hacking i think something is done to the ship itself Maybe the engines are set to blow or something is like destroyed inside. Saren sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. All of humanity is like, yeah, we stopped fucking Reapers. Yeah. Thinking that it's only Is Eric Cartman there too? What, what's that <laughs> yeah. Thinking oh, yeah. that it's only the Sovereign. Mm-hmm. And the game ends with the universe thinking that the Reapers have been pushed back. But in mm-hmm. reality, we learned about the reapers so late that now other reapers are on the way to finish off what sovereign started and that mm. would be the foundation for mass effect 2 interesting both interesting theories for sure but we're gonna have to just wait until the end of this game to figure out arachne come back oh my god <laughs> could mama crab come back is she the villain for mass effect mama- 2? <laughs> Mama Crab. Uh, who knows? I do. What does she find out next? <laughs> who knows? I do. Great. Thank uh, you for that. Uh, in the next episode, 
we are the penultimate episode of Mass Effect, which is feels oh, wild wow. that we are is it already actually penultimate. Yep. Fuck. The next one we are heading to Ilos to pursue Saren as we race to find the conduit. It's whoever gets to the conduit first. This is this what we're doing, and we are getting close to wrapping up our time with Mass Effect. But guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, like I said. Next week, we are going to be talking about Ilios and what happens in that section. We'll see if Kai or Ben are correct about their theories. Or maybe they're both wrong. Or maybe they're both right. Who knows? We'll have to tune what if the Rachni kills Sovereign? What if the, what if the oh, Rachni like, takes off his... What if Saren takes off his mask it's and he's Scooby-Doo. the Rachni queen? <laughs> it's a Scooby-Doo situation. <laughs> it's a bootstrap paradox somehow. Yes. Bootstrap Hell, paradox in all games. We, That's love, a, we love a good bootstrap. Did you we know, love sorry, a, I know I know we're tying up the game. Did you know there's a bootstrap paradox theory for Pokemon? Yes. What? Well, that's yeah. That's how well, like with a, the whole uh the whole thing with like the, the, the anime coming out and how it loops around to the beginning. Oh so there's there's a theory about Professor Oak. Oh yeah. So there's a theory that like in the Gen 2 anime. Mm-hmm. Ash meets a character called Sam, and with Celebi, there's like time traveling mechanics and blah blah blah. And Sam is supposedly Sam Oak, who is Professor young Oak, Professor Oak, who meets, who gives Ash Pikachu, and that's the reason why he invited four kids to come and get free Pokemon. Three Pokemon. Yep, because he knew that Ash would get Pikachu. But it's a bootstrap paradox because he has to give Pikachu to Ash in order for him to meet Ash for, in the future. Yep, it's in the uh, Celebi movie, the Pokemon Forever. That's in the Celebi movie. He, yeah, he goes. Celebi sends him back in time, and he meets young Professor Oak. So then, when Oak is older and gives Ash that Pikachu, the events of that had already happened. So he had already had met Ash. And again, there's three Pokemon, and like Ben said, he called four trainers to come that day and, and get a Pokemon. So. I'm still putting it out there. Bootstrap paradoxes make no fucking sense to me whatsoever. But they're so exciting. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not exciting. I man. like being confused constantly. I like being confused constantly. That's just my life. I, it's it's a cool principle, but it's also like, okay, but where is the beginning? <laughs> like, just just show That's me the where exciting it part. There is none. That's just if you don't know, this is part of play a log lore. Go back and listen to our very first series where we talked about Ocarina of Time, where the Boostjack paradox had was uh, had its inception, or at least inception mm-hmm. for our brains. It existed before we, didn't create we didn't it, created. Yeah. <laughs> we invented it. Okay, guys, we're gonna get out of here. We love you. You see you next time with Chapter Seven of Mass Effect. Peace out. Bye, y'all.